الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يدلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم محمد رسول الله والذين معه أشداء على الكفار رحماء بينهم تراهم ركعا سجدا يبتغون فضلا من الله ورضوانا سيماهم في وجوههم من أثر السجود ذلك مثلهم في التوراة ومثلهم في الإنجيل صدق الله العظيم سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي دلو شيف الله وعلى آله والسلام تسليما Respected brothers, respected elders, mothers and sisters listening at home سيدنا Umar ibn al-Khattab radiyallahu ta'ala an's entry into Jerusalem marks a symbolical event in the pages of Islamic history. He was well received by the Christian community in Jerusalem. The high priest also gave him the best of hospitality. He kept his promise the entire city surrendered very peacefully at the hands of Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala in return there was no pressure from the Muslims their places of worship were secure and were to be preserved in return the locals only had to pay jizya tax which the Muslims would pay to the Muslim government as zakat so the non-Muslims had to pay jizya, Islamic tax everything else was to be completely normal for them in Jerusalem Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala stayed in Jerusalem for many days many interesting events had taken place whilst his stay in Jerusalem many many people came to visit him different nationalities, different color, different creed some were just laymen and some were great luminaries of the time some were priests when they saw Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab in Baytul Maqdis there was a line there of people wanting to meet him and greet him one incident was with a man whose name was Kaab this man is a very important figure when we look into some of the narrations that we have received what are known as Israeli narrations Kaab bin Ahbar Kaab is the name and bin Ahbar 
Ahbar is the plural of Hibr. Hibr means scholars. So Ka'ab was from a family that were all learned and all scholars. Every single one of them were great scholars of the books in their time, the scriptures. So Ka'ab was a young man. Everyone knew him. And the family members were well known in Palestine. That's where Ka'ab came from. Ka'ab himself says that when my father was in his last stage, breathing his last, he called me and he said to me, I wish to say something very important to you. What we know as Wasiyah. Wasiyah. And Ka'ab said to the father, My dear father, tell me and I will obey you. The father was a grand scholar of the scriptures. He said, You know your father is not like the other priests. Some of the priests had this habit of hiding the truth as recorded in the Quran. Allah says, to those who have mastered the scriptures, who are learned scholars, and they make what is halal haram and haram halal, so in return they receive some amount of this dunya, be it money or anything else. So he made it very clear that your father is not like the other scholars in the city. I have with sincerity transferred the knowledge that I got from my forefathers to you. I have informed you of the scriptures. Except for two pages of the scriptures. My wasiyah to you is when I die and when you hear of the last prophets, when you hear that people are talking about this last messenger and he himself claims to be a prophet, that is the time I want you to read the two pages of the scriptures that I haven't put forward to you. The two pages were hidden on one side of the house. There was an opening on the interior of the wall and that is where the two pages were of the scriptures. So he said to the, to the son Ka'ab that when I die and when you hear of the last prophet that is the time you read. Hazrat Ka'ab radiallahu ta'ala was all very excited but he said that the father passed away after the period of mourning very very quickly he got hold of the two pages from the scriptures and he started reading it whilst reading it in his heart Ka'ab says that oh my father this is the greatest favor that you have done to me in the two pages were the exact detail and the description of Hazrat Muhammad Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Now, if you remember that even the high priest of Jerusalem wanted Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab to come and they were not willing to surrender the city to anyone else. Reason being that 
all the information was already there in the scriptures even of the companions of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam the verse that I have just read in front of you of the Quran is of Surah Al-Fatah the very last ayah of the Quran of this Surah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned here Muhammadur Rasulullah the translation is Muhammad is Allah's messenger وَالَّذِينَ مَعَهُ أَشِدَّاءُ عَلَى الْكُفَّارِ رُحَمَّاءُ بَيْنَهُمْ تَرَاهُمْ رُكَّعًا سُجَّدَا يَبْتَغُونَ فَضْلًا مِّنَ اللَّهِ وَرِدْوَانًا The exact translation is Muhammad is Allah's messenger and those who are with him are stern against the disbelievers and compassionate amongst themselves. It is talking about the companions now. How are the companions? You will see them sometimes bowing in ruku, sometimes prostrating in sujood, seeking Allah's bounty and His pleasure. The hallmark is the mark of prostration on their faces. This is their description in the Torah. So in the Torah, it is mentioned that Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een would worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they would be in ruku and in sujood. Here I have the Bible with me. Some portion of what was written in that, uh, in that scripture of Ka'b ibn Ahbar, what the father gave him, I have a translation of it here. It says that when he read the very first page of the scripture, it said there is no deity besides Allah. There is no deity besides Allah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's name is still in the Bible. Still in the Bible. And this is what Jesus said, Isa alayhi salam, when he was put on the cross. And he said to the people at that time, and they could hear him, Ali, Ali, lima sabakhtani. Ali, Ali, lima sabakhtani. So what is Ali, Ali? Ali, Ali is Allah, Allah, which is translated in the Bible as God, God, why have you forsaken me? So it is Ali, Ali, Lima Sabak, Tani. So the name of Allah is still there. You have also words like Alleluia, Hallelujah, Hallelujah is what? Allahu Ya, Allahu Ya, Allahu Ya. This is the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it says Muhammad is the messenger of Allah, he is the seal of all prophets, there is no prophet to come after him. His birthplace is Makkah, his migration is Tayyibah. He is neither rude nor hard-hearted. His Ummah are those who praise Allah in every condition. Exactly what we have here. That you will find the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam in every condition, in ruku, in sujood, whilst resting. They will only do the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The tongues are ever moist with La ilaha illallah and Allahu Akbar. They will be victorious over all the enemies. They wash their faces and cover the middle of their bodies. And this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said that because of their salah and their wuzu, they have nur, nur of iman on their faces. It is not talking about the sajda. Sometimes one, a person's skin is a bit sensitive so with one or two sujood he might get a black mark and he might feel that you know this is something remember Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq did not have a black mark 
Hazrat Umar Farooq did not have a black mark. It is referring to the nur on the face that is there because of wudu and because of salah. So they wash their faces and cover the middle of their bodies. The scripture is stored in their hearts. It's talking about Hifzul Quran. In this ummah we have many huffaz. They are merciful to each other just as prophets are merciful towards their followers. As mentioned in the Quran, Allah says, They are merciful with each other. They will be the first nation to enter paradise on the day of judgment. Pahli Ummat, the first nation to enter Jannah on the day of Qiyamah. So these are the, the words of the prophets, Anbiya alayhimu salatu wassalam. A portion of it, an excerpt of it, which is mentioned uh, by Hazrat Ka'b bin Ahbar. So Hazrat Ka'b bin Ahbar, when he read this, he says that I was very, very excited and I wanted to meet this last messenger as mentioned in the scriptures. The father passed away, many months passed by and some of the Arabs came to Philistine and they were talking amongst themselves that there is a man in Makkah by the name of Muhammad who claims to be a prophet and now when Ka'ab bin Ahbar heard this he went to them speaking to them that how is this individual describe him to me for he had the precise detail description of Huzur alayhi salatu was salam and they were talking amongst themselves in the early stages when Nabuwat was given to Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. It was very, very difficult for Ka'b ibn Ahbar just to get out of Palestine and to get to Makkatul Mukarramah. It was difficult. A man of great repute and honor, a lot of people knew him. They would question him that you come from a scholarly family and why do you want to go to Makkah? So they would stop people going to Makkah in case they hear the Quran and the recitation of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. That is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in the Quran that many of the disbelievers they would speak with each other and they would say لا تسمعوا لهذا القرآن Whatever you do, don't listen to the Quran. لا تسمعوا لهذا القرآن والغو فيه And if somebody reads the Qur'an in front of you, don't allow him, disturb him in his recitation. لَعَلَّكُمْ تَغْلِبُونَ Otherwise this Qur'an will overpower you. And you will have no choice but to embrace Islam. So people would be there checking on individuals that who has met Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So a man of his repute, Ka'b bin Ahbar, all the scholars were in the family of Ka'b bin Ahbar. And for him just to go to Makkah was impossible. He waited and he waited, hoping that he will meet Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Until Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam migrated to Madinatul Munawwara. That information was also given to him. That now Rasulullah is in Madinatul Munawwara. He prepared his journey for Madinatul Munawwara but again information was given to him now 
the Meccans have come to Madinatul Munawwara to avenge Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. There is a battle between the people of Medina and Makkah, the Mushrikeen, the battle of Uhud, the battle of Badr, all that took place in Madinatul Munawwara. Again it was difficult for Ka'b bin Ahbar to get to Madinatul Munawwara. Subhanallah al-Azim. Whilst the Prophet stayed in Makkah, he couldn't get to Makkah. Now in Madinatul Munawwara, he couldn't get to Madinatul Munawwara. Zahe Kismat. And he said that until news was given to him of the demise of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam has passed away. This was a great blow for Ka'b bin Ahbar, who dearly loved Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and he wanted to see Huzur alayhi salatu wasallam physically, and to put in front of him the scriptures and how the scriptures have described Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Ka'b bin Ahbar in his mind, the waswasa came to him. He himself says that perhaps it might not be him, that individual, that prophet which the scriptures talk about. It might not be him. Until one night when he was sleeping he saw a dream. that The angels were descending groups of angels came down and they were speaking amongst each other and they were saying that the ruh of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is with us and now revelation has been cut off from this dunya and his eyes opened up Ka'b bin Ahbar says I knew for sure now that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam was the man that the scriptures are referring to. Now he wanted to go and meet Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala the successor of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam Hazrat Abu Bakr's khilafat was very short. For how long? How long? Two years. Ji? One year. One year, ten months. You haven't done your homework, eh? I'll ask you next week. Very short period of time. And with Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, he was on a mission. Straight after the demise of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, three days after, without wasting time, the Mujahideen was sent out of Arabia, if you remember. The army of Hazrat Usama, Hazrat Khalid bin Walid, Everyone was out of Madinatul Munawwara. Madinatul Munawwara was vacant with only some of the senior companions. But the rest, all the Mujahideen were out with a mission to spread Islam. Subhanallah al-Azim. It became even more difficult now for Ka'b bin Ahbar to get across the border from Syria, Palestine, and to get to Madinatul Munawwara because of the Muslim armies and the Romans that were there at that time. It was even more difficult. Ka'b bin Ahbar says that even Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq passed away. Allahu Akbar. Even Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq passed away. Subhanallah. And that love for Rasulullah and Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq was still there. Now information was given to him that Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab is the successor of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala. Until 
Hazrat Umar Farooq radiyallahu ta'ala an now comes to Jerusalem is, and he is in his backyard. When Allah wants to give iman, how he gives iman? He wanted to meet Rasulullah, he couldn't. He wanted to meet Abu Bakr Siddiq, he couldn't. And Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab by the invitation of the high priest is in Jerusalem. He did not want to waste time. They kept a very close eye at Ka'b bin Ahbar. They would monitor him where he would go. They knew, they had doubt that this man is in search of someone. Now he is talking about the last messenger who will come. He sits in his own group and talks to the people about the scriptures. A bit different from what the fathers were doing. So they would monitor him. It was extremely difficult for him to get out to Madinatul Munawwara and Makkah. Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab came. Hazrat Ka'ab bin Ahbar says that when I saw the face of Umar ibn al-Khattab, I knew straight away that these are the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam who have been mentioned in the Torah and in the Injil. He wanted to meet Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiyallahu ta'ala an. But it is said that a lot of people were surrounding him at that time. The Muslims were there, the non-Muslims were there. And for him to get there, it was very difficult. He went back to his house, sitting up on the top floor in the balcony. He says that one Muslim person walked past my house reciting the verses of the Qur'an. And this is the ayat that he was reading. Ya kitab. O people of the book, Aminu Bimanazalla, believe in what has been revealed to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Musaddiqallima ma'akum, which is only a confirmation of the scriptures that you have in your own hands. It is doing tasdeeq of it. Min qabli anna tmisa wujuhan fanaruddaha ala adbariha aw nal'anahum kamala anna ashaba sabt wa kana amrullahi maf'ula. Before the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes to you. Ka'ab bin Ahbar says, when I heard the verses of the Qur'an, it made an effect in my heart. Straight away, without wasting time, early in the morning, I went out to meet Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an. Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab was in Bayt al-Maqdis at that time preparing for Fajr Salah. All the Muslims were with him. After Fajr Salah, Hazrat Ka'ab bin Ahbar came to Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala and explained to him his situation and his own condition and put in front of him the scriptures which talk about Hazrat Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala put his right hand on the shoulders of Ka'ab bin Ahbar. Subhanallah, touching him with love and affection and said to him Ka'ab you have so much knowledge a great scholar like you why are you delaying you have already missed out from the company of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the company of Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala why do you want to delay embrace Islam he looked at Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab and he said Amirul Mu'mineen, I will only embrace Islam if you can read in front of me verses of the Quran which talk about Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. 
The reason for that, a lot of his mentioning is in the scriptures, in the Torah and in the Injil. So does the Quran talk about Ibrahim alayhi salatu wassalam? Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala and smiled and said to him, the Quran is full of his praise. And the very first ayah Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab read in front of him, مَا كَانَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ يَهُودِيًّا وَلَا نَسْرَانِيًّا وَلَكِنْ كَانَ حَنِيفًا مُسْلِمًا Remember, Ibrahim was not a Christian and he was not a Jew. He was not a Christian. How can he be a, a, a Christian and a Jew? He came well before Musa alayhi salam and he came well before Isa alayhi salatu wasalam. So the Christians were claiming Hazrat Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam to be one of them and the Jews were saying, no, he's one of us. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rejected that clearly and said, ma kana Ibrahim yahudiyan wala nasraniya walakin kana hanifan muslima wa ma kana min al-mushrikin. He was not from the mushrikin. He was a Muslim. Hanifan muslima. How was he a Muslim? The one who follows the straight path, the teachings of Anbiya alayhimu salatu wassalam. And the Jews and the Christians have deviated from the straight path. They took Isa alayhi salam to be the son of God, the, uh, the Christians. And the Jews took Uzair and many prophets to be again Ibnullah, son of God. And they do shirk. So they did not follow the message and the teachings of Anbiya alayhimu salatu wassalam. If they followed the teachings of Anbiya alayhimu salam, they would have accepted Hazrat Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And straight away, Ka'ab bin Ahbar put his hands in front of Umar ibn al-Khattab, a great scholar. Like how in Madinatul Munawwara, you had Jewish rabbis and scholars. Uh, Abdullah bin Salam, if you, if you remember Abdullah bin Salam. A great alim of the Jews. And in Philistine, it was Ka'b bin Ahbar. And Ka'b bin Ahbar put his hands in front of Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab and said, I wish to become a Muslim on your hands right now in this majlis. Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab was very happy. Subhanallah. This is recorded in the books of history. With Hazrat Umar, Umar ibn al-Khattab's entry into Jerusalem, one great event was Ka'b Ka'ab bin Ahbar's Islam, embracing Islam. Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala and said to him, Ka'ab, after embracing Islam, promise me that you will come with me to Madinatul Munawwara and pay your respect and tributes to Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Give him your salam and give Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala and your salam. It is said that when Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala left Jerusalem, went back to Madinatul Munawwara, Hazrat Ka'ab bin Ahbar was also with Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala. Subhanallah al-Azim. So you had great scholars at that time who opened up the door for others and who explained to the people that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam's name and the names of the companions is in the Injil and in the Torah as clearly mentioned in the Quran and also the Ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. I have with me here just some quotations, respected brothers. It would be very, very difficult for me to pinpoint everything for you uh, which talks about uh, or addresses the coming of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam very quickly. In Habakkuk, in Habakkuk 
chapter 3 verse 3 of the Bible it clearly states that God came from Teman God came from Teman these people were well versed the Jews and the Christians that is why they settled in Madinatul Munawwara so what is Teman? Teman is Madinatul Munawwara Teman is another name of Medina that is why in the hadith it comes Huzur alayhi salatu was salam has said Madinatul Munawwara has got more than a hundred names <coughs> Madinatul Munawwara has got more than a hundred names and some scholars have said even more than a hundred so God came from Teman and the Holy One from Mount Paran Mount Paran is Makkah where the first revelation came Gare Hira, Mount Paran the city of Makkatul Mukarrama. In Makkah, he was restricted. It was not easy for the companions to publicly propagate Islam. So it says, God came from Teman, as in the doors of Hidayat, the doors of Dawat opened up in the city of Madinatul Munawwara. His glory covered the heavens and the earth was full of his praise. And the earth was full of his praise. What is the translation of Muhammad? The praised one the, the praised one The one who is Constantly praised And so it says here The heavens and the earth was full of his praise This is talking about Hazrat Muhammad Mustafa Sallallahu alayhi wasallam And in Isaiah here It talks about a dream That Isaiah saw what he saw in his dream, he says that he saw a chariot, a chariot of asses and a chariot of camels. Asses here, who rode on an ass? Khachar. Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu wassalam. So in his dream, he saw the Prophet Isa alayhi salam. This vision was given to Isaiah. And a chariot of camels. Which Nabi sat on a camel? Tell me. Who else can it be but Hazrat? Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the, and the verses on top even talk about Arabia and it says he hearkened diligently with much heed and in the other verse it says and behold here cometh a chariot of men and in his dream it was shown to him he was speaking out Babylon is fallen Babylon is fallen where is Babylon? Iraq Babylon is fallen, Babylon is fallen and all the graven images of her gods he had broken unto the ground so the, the, the shirk that was taking place in Iraq the first man to put down all the graven images was the army sent by Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab so when he talks about Babylon has fallen, Babylon has fallen it is talking about the Muslims, when they entered into Iraq, when Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an was given khilafat. This is the shara'ah. This is the shara'ah. Also in the Arabic, the Arabic Bible that they have, it clearly talks about the events. So shirk was taken out in the time of Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an. In the same chapter, chapter 21, it says, chapter 21 verse 14, the inhabitants of the land of Tema brought water to him. Who are the inhabitants of the land of Tema? 
the Ansari companions, the Ansari companions. They gave water to the Muhajireen. And it says, For thus had the Lord said unto me, Within a year, according to the years of an hireling, and all the glory of Qidar shall fail. All the glory of Qidar. Qidar are the children of Ismail alayhi salam. And these were the people who were living in the city of Makkatul Mukarramah. So it is talking about Mushrikeen in Makkah. When the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam came to Madinatul Munawwara, straight after one year, the battle of Badr had taken place. The battle of Badr had taken place. That is why it is saying according to what in within one year, within one year, all the glory of Qidar shall fail, and the residue of the number of the archers, the mighty men of the children of Qidar, shall be diminished, shall all be killed. And all the elites, members of the Quraysh, when they came to Madinatul Munawwara, all of them were killed in the battle of Badr. In the battle of Badr. So this is talking about the battle of Badr. As for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam's name in the Bible, subhanallah, books have been written. One very nice book is written by this Catholic priest who embraced Islam. And the book's name is Muhammad in the Bible. Muhammad in the Bible sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And his name is Professor Dawood. Professor Dawood. He was a, a bishop and he has done a lot of his studies and if you read that book, you will have all the hawala, all the points of the Bibles. The references are there where the name of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam is mentioned in the Bible. The famous uh, quotations is in John when Isa alayhi salatu wasalam said to his hawariyin, this is in the Bible, I have a photo- photocopy here. Hereafter I will not talk much with you for the prince of this world is coming. I will not talk much with you for the prince. Now, who is this prince that Isa alayhi salatu wasalam is referring to? I can't speak much to you. I have to go. For if I don't go, he will not come. The prince of the world. If you ask a Christian, they will say it is talking about the Holy Ghost. <laughs> it is talking about the Holy Ghost. Now, it's not talking about the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost is not even in the manuscripts, uh, the, the, the two true versions of the Bible, whatever it may be, the old translations. There's no such thing as the Holy Ghost. It is talking about Hazrat uh, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So here, Ab sallallahu alayhi wasallam is described as the prince. And in chapter 16 verse 7 it says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It's expedient for you that I go away. For if I don't go away, the comforter will not come. The comforter will not come. And another name of Muhammad, the meaning of Muhammad is also a comforter. Another name in the Arabic word of Hamada is to comfort someone. So until I don't go, the comforter won't come. This is referring to Hadrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And who will this comforter be? It says in chapter 14 verse 26 But the comforter, now in brackets, not even in brackets in fact It says which is the Holy Ghost In case you want to know who the comforter is Not Rasulullah, it is the Holy Ghost This is what he's saying here But the comforter whom the Father will send in my name 
He shall teach you all things. He shall teach you all things. This is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He taught us everything. That is why some of the munafiqeen said to the companions, Your Prophet has taught you everything, even how to do istinja, the etiquettes of istinja. And the companion said, Yes, we have information and he has taught us how to do istinja, istibra. Even the pairing of nails, that has been taught to us. And that information is there. Every, everything is there. Subhanallah. Uloom is there. This is what Isa alayhi salatu wasalam said to the people that he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. So remember what I have said to you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq to make amal on what has been said. وَآخِرُوا دَعْوَانَا أَنِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ Remember the priest only recognized Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiyallahu ta'ala an because of the patches that were on the clothes of Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab. The Mu'arrikheen have mentioned that even the description of the clothes that Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab was to wear when he was to enter Jerusalem, that was recorded in the scriptures. So imagine of the greatness of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah hariku tawfiq de wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidil Mursaleen Allahumma taqabbal minna wa tub alayna innaka anta tawwabur rahim Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk Sami'na wa ta'na gufranaka rabbana wa ilayka al-masir Birahmatika ya arhamar rahimin